0: Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this is isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast
1: couldn't do this, all this. What? the? This is the podcast starring the, Ted's. Starring the Ted, starring the Ted, start the starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now.
0: All right, welcome back to another episode of these podcast i the host of this here podcast, V-Ted Smith. The greatest podcast in all the land.
2: All the land.
0: Oh, not in the bottom square today, but somewhere on the east side. Okay, it's a guy that goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb,
1: what's going on? It's creeping through the east side. What's going on, boys? I feel like it's just locked and loaded. I mean, these are the dog days of summer. This is what we dream about when we're in sad cast in February. So here we are, and I'm living it. Hit the Mariners game today. So, you know, nice little victory, and yeah, we're good. <laughs> all
0: right, back there in the top left corner, get the studio all set up. Live from Tom Springs, Matt Conner, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt?
2: Hi, Ted. Great to see you.
0: I don't want to jinx anything, Matt will back me up on this. Cobb will say he remembers or doesn't. But my bold prediction was that the Mariners will play like at least one game after 162. What
2: is 162 oh, yeah, It's
0: 162 game season. So I'm like, I'm not like they'll at least get to a playoff. I
2: thing. think that was a Cobb oh, topic, right?
0: Yeah, like a play in game or something. So I, I don't want to say postseason, but I'm just guaranteeing I, I'm predicting a game at least after the regular season ends.
1: well, they're in position to do it, apparently, right now. Dude, the Mariners are on fire.
0: And frankly, as long as I've lived here, like, it's just been Seahawks and Sounders. Like, I'm so excited. Well, in the storm. But I'm so excited to see, uh, like, I I think it's awesome. When uh, T-Mobile's packed, it's rocking. Like, I got home last night, watched the end of that extra innings game. You, You got a series win against the Yankees. Like, I got a New Jersey, well... Somebody gave me a jersey today, but I'm like, yeah, let's go, Mariners. Like, I walked by uh, one of the guys I work with, Chaz, one of our IT guys. He's a massive Mariners fan, right? That That's his thing. Uh, nice. So I walked by wearing the giveaway jersey that I got from Migs, and I was like, hey, Chaz, is there room
1: on the bandwagon? As I'm ready to fucking jump. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Well, you know, Ted, this is one of the few times that I get to shine in sports – History, But growing up, so for people who are here in the 90s, you know, it was all the talk was UW football and Sonics basketball. You know, the Sonics were hot, like, you know, 95, 97 in there. And the Mariners were hot at that time, too. I mean, that was the era of, you know, refuse to lose Soto, Mojo, et cetera, et cetera. And then I feel like the last time the Mariners made the playoffs was probably 2001, but what's weird is it was always UW football and Seattle basketball. And then at some point, it just, it switched. And now no people don't really talk about UW football that much, but like UW basketball was super hot in like, you know, for like the 10 years after 2000 and it was all Seahawks all the time. And so now, you know, I don't know where we're at in that cycle or whatever, but I remember a time when that was the talk of the town, you know? So anyway, yeah, well, I mean, look, I didn't even live here, but I
0: knew UW's football program, right? That 91 team is unreal. It's a shared national title, but you can argue that might be the best college defense of all time. So like that, I, that's I was, what I'm
1: saying. And the Seahawks for garbage at that point. Yeah.
0: And then when I moved here, right, I still cheered for uh God, what are they now? The Commanders. Right. But I mean, I I would go to games in like commander's gear, and then I just got and like That's Hasselbeck, Sean Alexander. But then I just got so annoyed with Dan Snyder. Like, Cobb, you remember when we first started hanging out, like I didn't watch much NFL. Then I was like, all right, I'll start watching Red Zone again. And then, like, I was like, well, I'm done with Washington. It's like, you know what? Screw it. I'll start cheering for the Seahawks. And then they got really good.
1: Dude, and, you know, I got to stand up for the man. No conversation about Sean Alexander would be complete without talking about Max Strong, because he blocked for 10 1,000-yard rushers. So, you know, just saying. Impressive.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, you got Hutchinson on that line, Big Waltz on that line. Like, those were yeah. good teams.
1: <clears throat> yeah, they were. Damn, that's wild. Well, yeah, and then, I mean, now you get me into, like, Nostalgia Mariners, dude. You're talking, like, you know, Randy Johnson, Norm Charlton, like – Tino Martinez, Edgar Martinez, Griffey. I mean, it, Jay Buhner. You know, Coleman. I mean, it gets you know like there was a Rod was on. it. I mean, it was great. Joey Cora. Joey Cora. You know, it's just like damn, Dan Wilson. I mean, you know, we had some some studs, and you know, some people remember that era. But yeah, I feel like Mariners. I'm always I'm always ready. Like I'm on the edge of my seat. Like I want to get back on board, but they just you know. <laughs> They just haven't had that playoff oomph. And the talk around town is that this is the year. So we'll see. Plus, honestly, like, it's just a fun team to watch.
0: Like, they're they're having fun. They're dancing afterwards. Uh, me and Migs can't get over. You guys know Jen Mueller, like the sports reporter? Mm-hmm. She does, like, we always are amazed how quick her feet are when they dump water on the dude that won player of the game and she can get away from it. And, like, literally today on the Megacast, I was like, I want to tweet at her, like, are you working the ladder – like what? What are we doing? With football? Like, are you in the gym, just like popping in and out like a wide receiver? Because it's amazing. <laughs> He's wearing like heels and like dress clothes, and it's like we were saying. Like, you think our trainer just has like a bucket of confetti? Like, ready, go! Like, god,
1: <laughs> again, again. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> Matt, Matt, in your professional trainer opinion, you think she's working the ladder?
2: Gotta be. I mean. <laughs>
0: I mean, what else for footwork inside of a gym? You can do a lot of stuff, yeah. but I mean, the ladder drills, whether you're just tapping in, tapping, you know, tapping out. stuff. perfect. In, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like I, I've convinced myself. She's just crushing ladder drills all the time.
2: Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Checks out.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've been gone for a couple of weeks. Obviously we'll start uh, talking a little bit about summer meltdown. I would also, I just want to start here with Summer now. Listen, I love that festival. It was in a different venue. The people that, you know, we're friends with Josh and his wife that run it and stuff. And there's some things that are out of their hands. So it was definitely different. And there were some things, like, they'll improve on. But, like, I felt like when I was there, everybody was having a good time. That Facebook group, man, there's some pissed off people. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I still, like it still felt like meltdown where everybody was super cool and like kind to each other. So I'm like, I get it. Wasn't what it used to be, but like, I, I mean, I still had a blast. I thought it was
1: great.
2: <clears throat>
1: Go ahead, Matt.
2: Oh, I had a. I I thought it was just, you know, there's bound to be growing pains coming back a couple of years after a pandemic, which no festival producer ever could have planned for. And you know, that's just a wild ass break. And then, you know, to also have to move venues during that, you know, and then yeah, there, the weather being that hot, you know, is just there's certain things that, you know, were just it was a little intense, but it's always kind of part of the festival experience. It's like, yeah, you're out there in nature and elements and you know let's, let's get after it. And, you know, in the moment, yeah, I thought it was, it was awesome. Everybody that I met was also just having, you know, the time of their lives and so glad that it was back on and missed the break. And people that were there for their first time were just amazed. And yeah, it was, it was a really great time. And then, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, to me, it was just another example of like the internet and then real life. And then, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot of loudness on the internet of you know people, people saying what they got to say. And in real life, I don't know if you're if you're having a good time, you'll meet other people having a good time. I guess.
1: Feel like you get back what you put out. I, okay, quick asterisk. Anybody who camped in like the upper camping thing, I feel for you. That was a bloodbath up there. But everything well, else, pretty enjoyable. I mean, I just tried to not come into it like comparing it to the old. Because comparison is the thief of joy, you know? I was just like, hey, brand new festival. I get to go watch some music. Cool. So coming into it with that mindset, I feel like it made it a lot easier to really enjoy it. I had an awesome time, dude. I don't know. I don't even know. remember crossing paths with you guys out there. But I was dancing for like three out, two, three hours both nights. I was just having a blast. I was like running around by myself most of the time, just thriving. And it was just like, I don't know, man. There's so many people that those things that we know now that I feel like you just keep constantly seeing, <laughs> excuse me, like, keep constantly seeing your friends and stuff. Like, I don't know, I had a blast. I thought there was some great music. The lineup was good. Like, you know, they, they stocked the fish pool with enough stuff that you could have a great time. And if you didn't, that's kind of on you. Although, you know, there was certainly some major changes from the last venue, but I just view it as a new festival.
0: Yeah, and you're right. Camping up top there, that's different. Everybody had to haul the stuff up there, but like, They didn't know the farmer was going to cut down all those trees. And like, I guess like half the shuttles didn't show up because people had COVID. So like they didn't even have half the shuttle buses they were supposed to. And then you're right. Nobody could have planned for like that heat wave in the hottest four days in Monroe. Like, so that's like people have gripes. But you know what? I agree with both of you. I think people have valid gripes. I also agree with Matt that I think people were much cooler in person. And on the Internet, it's easier to kind of be like, oh, this sucked, That sucks. But yeah, I don't know. We I I had I, I mean I'm with you. I had a that was the best time I think I've ever had. That was clearly the most I've ever danced at Summer Meltdown.
1: Yeah, Ted's a dancer now, baby. You're
0: uh,
2: grooving. That's lo- It was it's awesome. a new era,
1: man. Yeah, and like even like Friday
0: night, like me and Dude. Matt and Tyler were standing there. Like I was citrusing hard, man.
2: Dude like in the airbase. You said airbase on this podcast before. <laughs> but see that in person, man, that got me for three nights straight, dude. I mean goddamn What's air bass? Bravo.
0: Well everybody That's... plays air guitar. I play the air bass. <laughs>
2: Very well.
0: I mean, it's citrus, awesome. Like that bass player had like so many solos and that was Frushing just like it. my hype, man. I'm just like getting it, like <laughs> using my beer, like pulling out on the like I don't even know what you call that part of it. And, like, it's just so funny. It's like I said, even Thrill, who plays bass, I've done it at a wedding. He's like, God damn it. It almost looks like you know how to play a bass. So I'm like, right, I don't, but I can watch people do stuff
1: and kind of mimic it. Just copy them That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've been laughing about that ever since. Like that that airbase like, has been spend- paying dividends on the last department. Man, yeah,
1: that's a big airbase guy. <laughs> right. Well,
0: so right, Thursday night was cool. Friday night, like Citrus, was probably the favorite band I saw Friday night.
2: Yeah, right. They were so- awesome.
0: Right. I've been dancing for two days already, but I was pumped for to see Travis Thompson in person. Like I listened to his music, but I never seen him live. And like our buddy, Justin Barnes, Barnes, he's always like dude. he crushes it live. So like, I, I knew most people in our camp were in, but like, like also people should know if you ever go to a music festival with me, like I'm not Mr. I got to be up front in front of the stage. Travis Thompson, like before he even started, like, uh i forget who was right before him but like i walked over there as booty shorts gnome and just got as close as i could and like i had ditched the booze i had two bottles of water on me and i was like all right like i'm getting ready and then like i kept throwing up my gnome hat but like nobody showed up and you're right it was just me fake uh fake ash was in front of me i was bullshitting with him and then you were too deep in there dude we couldn't even see you
2: yeah i never saw you dude
0: oh yeah so i'm saying i was like seven rows back from travis and
2: everybody was like where's ted have you seen ted i want to be by ted and it was like damn and then finally we got up close enough where we could we could see you like but we were like there's no way we could get to him." like but look he's up there he's having a great time uh, look, he's you- in the mix
0: the other funny yeah. thing was, like, like again, I never run over to a stage. I like walk right over and was just like, I didn't even look for anybody. Like, I'm going to watch this set, and then like as you could tell, Travis was getting close to getting on. Like, I started stretching and like yeah. doing some lunges, yep. and I hear these yep. two behind me, and they were like, "Oh man, like the known stretching." Like, this is going to be a good
1: set. It's <laughs> <That is laughs> about to go down. That's how you know, dear. That's how you know.
2: Dude, the live drummer just makes it with hip hop. Like, that was oh. so sick.
1: It was also
0: impressive that, like, it was still hot Saturday night. Like, the sun had just gone down. They're bouncing around stage and just sheafing yeah. joints. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm like, like I'm out of breath just out here dancing. I can't imagine putting on a show and then every other second being like
1: All
0: right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty wild.
2: Young Bucks, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then the other thing was, I don't know if I told you guys this story on Sunday. Right. So for people that don't know, I'm wearing a gnome costume, but just the top half. And then I'm just wearing the shortest blue shorts I I own. No pockets. And I've got my Dick's fanny pack across my chest. But when you go in and out of the venue in the beer garden, if you just have your 21 and over wristband, you don't have to show ID. So I completely did not bring my I didn't bring my wallet or anything. So there's like Travis is probably two thirds of the way done, maybe three fourths. And I'm like, ooh, I got to go get another water. And I'm like, and they're like, what's up, no, or they're like, what's up? And I was like, two bottles of water, please. And she like hands them over and I look at my little fanny pack and I go, oh, no, the gnome's out of money. And (laughs) everybody laughs and she goes, you know what, gnome, you look pretty sweaty. Like, here's a bottle of water. And then some other couples like, Ted Smith, can we get you a drink? I was like, no, like, I I I don't need a drink right now. The bartender's like you want another water? And I was like, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if I had just said, I'm out of money, she wouldn't have had sympathy, but it just got her. But I go, the gnomes oh, out of
1: money. So good. <laughs> that is great, dude. Just depersonalize it a little bit. Yeah. Right. And then everybody got really
0: worried because I was just, man, like I was just like, I gotta go back to camp. I gotta get this gnome costume off. So then like Josh and Gretchen were like, don't fall asleep in that chair. And I'm like, I'm fine. And finally my buddy Rob, who was the other gnome, he just turns the corner and he's like, what's up, dude? And I'm like, man, I, I was going real hard during that Travis set. Like I'm just catching my breath. And he like takes his shirt off. We drink a Gatorade, chug a beer. Then I was like, I'm just gonna put on a light up hoodie, but let's go see Grizz. Nice. <laughs> Back in action. Back in action. And then uh yeah, I saw I went over to see Champagne Drip, but I only saw a A small amount because my buddy Sean, like he had shown up on Saturday. A little bit of an error on my part. I probably should have shown him where the venue was before nightfall. So like (laughs) I help him find the bathrooms and then we're in there and champagne drip. I mean, that was just uh, right. So I'm in there just like getting it and I feel this tap on my shoulder and I'm just like, what? He's like, I'm so sorry. I got to get back to camp. I have no idea how to get there. And I go, okay, okay. Give Me three more, and he's like, Three more, what? I'm like, I need three more bass drops, then we can go,
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's champagne drip. I danced the entire time. I, uh, yeah, I went off. That was the hardest I've gone in two years, probably. I was feeling that. I'm waiting, I didn't even see you. I was just like parading myself through the crowd, I don't even know what to say right up near the front, but yeah, that was that guy. One of our DJ, one of our mutual DJ club DJ friends recommended him. And he was like, hey, make sure you see Champagne Drip. That guy knows what he's doing. And damn if he wasn't correct. Ted, I'm glad you were in there feeling that too. Oh, yeah. Because when we were on
0: the beach, I was sitting up there BSing with him. And he, he told me the same thing. He's like, dude. He's like, first of all, I get this river party. And why you never shut up about it? But he's like, second of all, don't miss Champagne Drip. And that was the first night I had actually been into the late night tent. So I was just like, like, just getting it. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll walk you back. And then by the time I walked him back and started to come back over, it was like, you could tell it was ending. I was like,
1: damn, all right. Yep. you know,
0: it's never easy out there. (laughs) I should also mention that that Saturday on the river. I say it every year. If you find me a better beach party in the state of Washington, like, Tell me about it. I I just don't know that you can. (laughs) There's, like, cool people. There's people setting up DJ equipment. Like, we humped down a cooler, so we had a bunch of drinks and everything. And, like, I mean, like, I didn't even know Evo was there. until I saw him on the beach. Or, like, our other buddy came over and jumped on me in the water. Also, I have to mention, Cobb and I have a mutual friend named Evo. Evo is a very attractive man, and he's wearing a Speedo. And, like, I'm not going to hear me He's European. I'm not going to name names. But you guys are up on the beach and I'm like, oh man, that looks like Evo. Right? But he is just glistening. He's shredded. And I have never seen the girls in our group act like that. You know him? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I know him. That's Evo. And then he starts like walking over and they're like, oh, is he like coming over here? I'm like, yeah, I'm waving him in. Like, he's my buddy. (laughs) 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 I was like, I have never like. I'm just like, man, you guys are always so cool. Like you guys are legit
1: on tilt and like you don't know how to handle yourself. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't help that he's there with this like topless model girlfriend, you know? <laughs> oh, I don't think they even noticed that he was there with a the girl. They were just focused on him. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of man. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Matt, who was your favorite person? You saw like music was.
2: Oh, citrus definitely a citrus um yeah they were they brought it and they just they're from seattle and so meltdown meant, meant a lot to them they're they're the whole weekend they said you know and they were just they're super stoked to be there i always love flow motion um they were they yeah. were great this year is cool and then um thursday night Corey wong too uh so Corey like wong was pretty good Corey Wong and flow motion kind of breaking in the new place, you know, felt really fitting and awesome for me. Uh, So yeah, I had really good time with them and then citrus. um, Yeah. Live funk bands, baby. That's, that's my favorite thing there every time.
1: Yeah. And if people want to look up citrus, it's spelled citrus, like C Y T R U S.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think they have a new album coming out and I don't know, album release show probably. I feel like a lot of bands play Meltdown and then you could see them at Nectar Lounge in a few months. Headlining.
0: Yeah, you could see them at Nectar or what's the big one up in uh, Bellingham? Like the
2: Wild lake? Buffalo.
0: The
1: wild or Buffalo Scruffalo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> scruffalo? Yeah, known locally as the Scruffalo, but yeah, it's the Wild Buffalo. I used to work around the corner. That's the only reason I know. Uh, that's
2: uh, awesome. uh
1: yeah, I mean Matt, I'm with you. I think
0: Citrus, Travis Thompson, uh Bluegrass or what was it Blue, Blue Sky, Sky Bluegrass? Green right. Like Sky they were Green good Green. on Sunday, but like I was just sitting I was sitting in a chair. Like I was just <laughs> back by that point. Like, yeah. I danced a little during lettuce and then uh Cobb, right, sorry, you weren't there on Sunday. See you now Deep Eddie has that trailer and there's those two like old school uh chairs. Oh yeah. Right. So like I looked at my buddy Dusty and she's like, dude, if you're if you need to sit down, like we can go over there. And Literally, we'll be, nobody sits in those chairs. So to describe people, Deep Eddie brings like a like a travel trailer that opens up with like stairs on it and has a little living room. But there's only two of these old school. I don't even know what you call them. They're not camping. chairs. They remind me of what my grandma had in her backyard. <laughs> right. So she's like, dude, seriously, let's go sit in them. So we sit in um, the deep eddy people are like, yeah, whatever. They're yours. But the interaction with people waiting in line to get drinks was unreal. Like people kept buying us drinks. And I was like, you know, like, like I was like, I think finally I told one, I was like, look, man, we're just, we are not VIPs. Like, like you don't have to buy a drink. Please, I, buy you a drink? I was like, oh, okay. I had like three drinks stacked up behind me. But like people just kept coming over and it was like, it was like a weird social experiment. Like they couldn't help themselves.
1: Dude, that's awesome. That's, yeah, I hung out up there just for a little bit, like dancing and stuff. And same thing, I feel like I've met a lot of people in a very short time. Yeah, because that's that's actually actually how I met that girl who's going to design my costumes for me. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was also funny, too. Like, Matt and Tyler weren't in there, but, like, I was talking to a couple friends, and I was like, yeah, I just had to sit down. My one buddy was like, you know, it was weird. On Sunday, once you finally stopped dancing after four days, he was like, it seemed like the whole crew kind of stopped dancing. It was like, Oh man, we're all a little tired. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hey, look, you guys live your life. But I was like, I, I was telling uh my buddy today that's a trainer. I was like, by Sunday night, I was like, my quads were just on
1: fire. <laughs> yeah, that bill came due for sure.
2: <laughs> Sundays are always rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my other
0: friend said, I felt like Sunday the music was a little slower. I was like, yeah, they know what they're doing. Like you yeah, kind of Saturday night, you go ape shit, and then it's like they try to calm you, kind of back
1: you back down on Sunday.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. dude it I just was...
1: felt nice to be at like an outdoor big concert since COVID. Sorry, go ahead, Matt.
2: Yeah, no, just I was just gonna say also just being outside in the the beer garden that purple shade structure they had was just so cool, and then. Sunday, I also took out my camera for the first time ever at Meltdown and like took pictures because usually like our photography crew of our group, you know, our two main guys were out and I was just like, I don't know who took some, but I want to get some like I drove all this way. I flew up here, you know, it was just like I was determined, you know, and it was awesome backdrop to like, not just the pictures, but all the memories. So many memories happened in that beer garden. I feel like the beer garden was one of the massive upgrades from the old place to the new place.
0: Yeah. Cause it used to be when you were in the beer garden, you couldn't really see the stage as much, but like that beer garden was so big and like, right. I thought it was awesome because you could <laughs> see both stages. Like, and also like with our group of friends, it was like, you know, you could walk back to camp and stuff. but it's like, if you hung out in like the center part of the beer garden, like eventually like somebody, you know, is going to walk by, <laughs>
2: it was so nice how central and easy it was to find the crew back with the music. I felt yeah. like, yeah, it was just, <laughs> everyone was always meeting up in the same, like 30 foot radius. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: Well, trust me that. So that shade structure was basically like a tapestry. So like I had been checking it out. But uh, Sunday night during that last set, like, I got caught, I I got stuck a couple times just, like, looking up, staring at it, and, like, dusting, like, yard. I was like, oh, I am great. I'm just, I haven't really, like, delved into this thing with live music going behind
1: me. That's awesome. Just getting lost in the sauce out there, Ted. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. Classic Festival Smith, I gotta say classic stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and also i mean like it's hard to explain to people even just little things though like like we went over to the beer garden on sunday Cause like joe and i always go down there on sunday and like get daytime beers and like there wasn't a band playing so then like josh had his speaker out we're just playing like 90s rap like i'm up dancing like the also, I got to stop saying booty shorts. No, turns out I'm just trying to wear shorter shorts in general. So I had like a different pair. I was like, oh, you love these thighs. Like soak it in.
2: And, uh, Ted just didn't skip leg day all pandemic. <laughs>
1: <Right. He's> excited. <laughs> Let him know. Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Show <him> the goods.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that. that they Ted, looked great. You know what? Yeah. Looked great, You're a single Ted. man who's been training, you know? Why not? I'll let them know. See these pythons. <laughs> all right. So Matt, right, Cobb and I were
0: on the river on Friday, right? And like one of the one of the DJs leaves and the other dude just playing like old like like getting jiggy with it, missing that. And behind me you can hear like Cobb and Taryn being like, I don't know about these vibes. And I'm just out there like getting jiggy with it, slowly just moving away from them. Like, all right, well, I'm gonna keep dancing. I know there's other people in this river that like this.
2: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gotta represent, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> honestly,
0: like we've been to that festival a lot. I don't know if the three of us have ever had that much fun at it.
1: I yeah, dude. It. I had yeah, I'm I'm with you honestly. I felt like I was flying. I was just I felt pretty unstoppable most of the time out there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and like I- even on the river, like
0: I don't know how to explain it. Like, it just, it seemed like every, like, it, like if I hadn't seen Cobb in a while, like we kind of float by or like we'd run into a mutual friend we knew. And same with like Matt and like your girl, Tyler, like, like, one of Matt, you know, like it's citrus that just timed out. And it was like, Oh yeah, let's stand
1: here and dance. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I like, yeah. Like at one point, like Taryn turns her, Taryn and I are having a conversation. She turns to look away. She turns back and I'm just towing 10 topless women up the river. She's like, how did that happen? like it's just magic out there it's just magic (laughs) also
0: one of my favorite pictures the weekend is joe takes a picture on the river on friday and it's Cobb and taryn they both look cool hot in the river but if you zoom in on taryn's glasses you see me with my pink hat on backwards like taking a sip of beer (laughs) <laughs> it's just like oh yeah it's, uh, it's my favorite picture of me even though it's not supposed to be it I'm not the focal point but I'm like I'm in there just zoom in <laughs> and
1: it's dude, a great photo
2: dude <laughs> I made the official Meltdown Instagram and but the thing, I was blurred out of an ad it's an ad for like a, a boxed drink on the river and I'm just in the background looking off into space you know having a good time in my green shorts but it's dude I'm looking like, it up right now it's focused on the something box or something that he was like doing it in a tube and then like I saw him I'm glad it's that one because there was a moment where I realized what he was doing and I was like in the background looking like an idiot I'm sure like oh this is uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> but this is like I'm just kind of off to the side could be doing anything in that one <laughs> well
1: is it this cut water ranch water thing
2: uh, I don't know I don't remember. It was a box. Oh, like, beatbox. Oh, beat yeah,
1: box. yeah. I see you.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Dude, you I are blurred
1: hat. out. That's awesome. Yeah, but very clearly you. I could tell by the pecs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yeah, that was oh. a, that was a fun ass like that river party, man. Like you said it, Ted. That uh, that is unbeatable. Uh, <laughs> this year, I felt like we were all even more concentrated. And it was just bigger and better than ever, um, but yeah, this is—I'm with both of you. I thought it was the best meltdown ever. You know, I—I I know I put the most effort into it. Definitely brought it the hardest on my just wardrobe game. I wouldn't even call them costumes; they're just wardrobes. A lot of female clothes from Value Village, and you know, just having a good time. Um, and I was determined to, you know, make the most of it because I put the most into it, and then. Sure enough, yeah, best year ever. <laughs> that river party was like, yeah, the lasting impression.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like, I, like, I'll wrap it up. We are not tell every story, but like trying to explain to people the little things that happen at a festival like that, right? So the guys across the street from like our camp have this giant laser, right? They're from Texas. I don't even, I don't even remember their names. Like we were walking. I only met them on Saturday walking to the river, like two nice guys. So when we get down there, we set up our cooler and they're talking to me and my buddy, Sean, my buddy, Sean, they were saying like, yeah, we do lasers. Like we're the whatever guys. And Sean just makes this ridiculous joke about like, we're the like beer bandits. We just wait for young guys to let beers float down the river and then we capture them. So it's like two hours later, Cobb, you're standing there with me with them. It's something touches my leg and I just reach in the water and like pull out an ice cold Mikulov Ultra, and that dude was like, "Holy shit, you actually do do this, <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude." It was crazy. It was. It looked like you caught a wild fish by hand. Like that thing, dude. Like I was upstream from you. That thing came out of nowhere. Like there's no. It was magic. I mean, seriously, like I, we would have seen it float through the middle of our group. Like, I have no idea how that happened. You just casually put your hand down by the side, and then boom, just like caught a live one. I mean, he literally jumped on me and was like, "Holy cow! Like, you're dead serious." And I was like,
0: "That's how we do it." Right? And I was like, "But to try to explain to somebody, like, you could never set up a joke and then plan for like Matt to be down the river down upstream or downstream and float one upstream, but." Those little things happen and it's like a magical moment for
1: everybody involved.
2: Oh, I know that was so insane.
1: I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, I think his name was Alex. I think it was cool. <laughs> it was Alex.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh
0: all right. Well let's take a break here and then we'll come back with some emails. What's batting in the cop topic. All right, welcome three, back. Three emails. Sorry. Oh, no. That's all right. You know what? They can hear that part of it. Welcome back to the podcast. We have three emails tonight. So, Kyle, let's read three of them.
1: Getting added to a list. Uh, what do you about de- ye to the greatest podcast in all the land?
2: All, all the land.
1: land. Talking to things that will get you on a government list. And funny enough, uh, Matt brought it up in the last episode. After reading This Is Your Mind in Plants and watching How to Change Your Mind, I've taken an interest in mushrooms and LSD. In part of the world, uh, they grow quite commonly. To be honest, I think they grow in my garden. I've taken an interest on how they can help with depression. Uh, also, if anyone's going to Munich, hit me up. Uh, and Ted, I have a courier for Cobb's Popcorn, so I'll text you the details. Uh, stay classy, Ron. Ron, hey. I will be there.
0: <laughs> You're going to Munich? I am. I, look, if the Seahawks play in, in Europe, I go watch them.
1: <laughs> Dude, nice, man. Look at the flag. Are they playing in Germany? Is that planned?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're playing. At By- so kind of like when I saw them in London, it was like I walked up and saw the Emirates where Arsenal plays, even though they weren't playing. But also I got to see Wembley and see the Seahawks play. So this time, like I get to see Bayern Munich Stadium is like world famous. So I'll see their stadium and get the Seahawks and go to Germany. Dude, when nice. is this? That sounds
1: awesome. I think it's like so the this season before Thanksgiving. Wow. Nice, dude. I'm pumped for you, Ted. That'll be rad. European Ted, the classiest one. I'll tell you what, he's not that much different. He's just very excited. <laughs> uh, how to describe your friends? Guten Morgen to the greatest podcast in all das Land. All, all the das land. Ted, you're going to need to learn what that means if you're going to Germany. I think it's the. So me and a couple of friends were talking about uh, how you describe your friends to other people. So I figured I'd give you how I would describe you guys. Uh, Ted, he's the I'm in guy. Never says no to a good time. (laughs) Dude, That's actually totally true. Uh, Cobb, he's the smartest guy I've never met. Also the perfect mix of Ted and Matt. Down to party and tell you stuff he uh, he shouldn't probably while wearing a nice suit. <laughs> uh, 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 Matt, he's the friend that has no problem overtelling shit and sharing embarrassing stuff about himself. The man knows no shame. How the f do people get into those crazy ass fetishes? Like, who sits there and thinks, "Man, uh, uh, man is alive to be pissed and shit on." Oh, man's alive to be pissed and shit on. Take care, <laughs> fellas. Jaden god damn it classic jake
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow i don't know
2: where those accusations came from
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's was...
2: also
0: funny it's like we do this every tuesday but people don't understand like when we're at the festivals like we're just three buckies and every once in a while i'll be like oh no for real like we do a podcast every two you're like what
2: dude oh yeah pop's friend Cobb's friend had no idea. He's like, who are you here? Meltdown. Like, who, you know, over around this part of the beach. I, uh, I'm friends with Cobb. And I was like, yeah, I know Cobb. And he was like, oh, how do you know Cobb? And I was like, I've been doing a podcast with him for like nine years or something, man. <laughs> and he's like, Damn, so who cool? was it? There's a podcast. Yeah. I can't remember his name right now, man. I Did he have
1: sunglasses like- on? Yep. Kind
2: of like think a so. hood. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh. it was very funny. Cobb's got like longtime friends that just have no idea about this. Blue, blue is mine. <laughs>
1: Dude, most people in my life have no idea this exists. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know what it is, man. for I don't know how other people live their lives or whatever, but people think I'm mysterious. And I feel like I just do my thing and people are welcome to listen or not listen. Uh, you are experienced. Experience. But how? But like, what should I be uh, like writing a dossier of like said. what I'm up to every day?
2: His friend said, I already thought he was mysterious. Now you're telling me he's had a podcast uh, like nine years, like four hundred <laughs> episodes or something, man, like we we counted them differently over the pandemic. But like non pandemic episodes were over 300. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs>
0: uh, hear me out. So it's two things. Number one, you are mysterious. <laughs> so we've talked about this like we were like, is he coming or not? I'm like, I don't know. It's one of my best friends, but like, not positive. <laughs> But I think for the podcast angle, whereas like when people bring up podcasts, I feel like Matt and I are just more apt to be like, "Actually, you know what? I do a podcast as well." Whereas you'll sit in a conversation about podcasts and never mention it. To
1: <laughs> I totally do, things. dude. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, that kind of stuff happens to me all the time. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Like I've been in so many conversations where, like, dude, these people were talking about uh, they were talking about some <laughs> software thing for like. An hour and a half. And then like I gave some opinions, whatever. And then like um like two hours later, they found out for my girlfriend I had been doing like hardcore programming classes for three months. And they're like, wow, he didn't even mention it. <laughs> like, that's told- what he does for 10 hours a day. Like, wow, it never came up.
0: <laughs> I told you my brother's friend, when they when they visited you in Austin, like Right. Like, I don't you guys are talking about what, you know, popcorn shops or how you'd started a float. Do you just give an information and then you hop on your scooter and ride off? And my brother said his buddy looks at him and goes, all right, you, you got to help me out. What is going on with that guy? That seems like a lot of information. And he's and he leaves on a scooter. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> and my brother's like, well, it's my it's one of my brother's good friends. They do a podcast together.
1: He has done that stuff. <laughs> hilarious man yeah well you know if i knew how to be less mysterious i would for sure uh greetings fellas uh
2: bikini baristas what's
1: that i need to be more mysterious
2: it it is funny you have you have 400 plus episodes of you being very honest here like you you're you're not filtered at all yeah here we are (laughs) like still mystified and i'm with ted on this one by the way i still think you're mysterious like i'm just saying it's wild because i'm like I do sit with him every single week and he talks very openly for an hour.
1: Yeah. We've talked for her 400 hours. Like it's like, you guys are my therapists at this point. <laughs>
2: just stumped.
1: We're all in trouble. if This is just one giant therapy session. <laughs> Dude. Well, you know, I like to think that maybe it's because I don't fit nicely into a box, but I would say probably more likely is that I'm sort of a reserved person and not, not as open as you guys. Uh, <laughs> Greetings, fellas. Bikini baristas versus strippers. So, all when right. I dated, so when I dated a dancer at Little Darlings, they definitely looked at the baristas as Bush League. All puns intended. Uh, though some double-dipped and took home nearly 200K profiting off their youth. Whoa. It's impressive. Seatax uh, sucks. I'll pay the extra for uh, PDX. I started flying out of Portland in 2017 and have never regretted it. One time I've been back to SeaTac in 2021, I definitely remembered why I switched. Uh, I'm guessing that this person lives between the two. Like I'm going to say, you know, somewhere in Southern Washington. Uh, Piercings and tats. I swear I'm the outlier and tats are not my thing, which suck because I swear every girl making money off her looks is covered now. And while some get great work, uh, mostly the detention room desk comes to mind. I don't know what that is. Do you guys know what that is? Uh, like a room. If you're in detention, like people are just
0: scribbling stuff all over the desk. I'm guessing the analogy. Yeah, that was a Uh, funny line.
2: That that is a good
1: line, dude. I was like interpreting it as like some sort of casting couch type thing. Like, well, some get great work. Like, mostly they end up on the casting couch. And I'm like, oh, oh, (laughs) that we're still my I'm my one track mind kind of (laughs) guy. It's a uh, so detention room desk comes to mind It's a rare chest piece or leg and arm sleeve That changes my gut opinion But I'm a sucker for some piercings Me too, man, especially Oh yeah uh, cop Topic, uh, how will I end up on a list? Easy, I want a copy of the anarchist's cookbook It's basically the bible For redneck kids wanting redneck kids wanting To make napalm, pipe bombs, tiger traps And all sorts of things that were okay to play with In the 60s or early 2000s But not today Cheers and LARP on, the friendly IT guy
0: yeah, that's fair, but I feel like it's a popular enough book. You'd be okay.
1: Dude, I, I remember when that thing hit and we were so excited to read through it and we are blown away. The author has since regretted it because I guess some of that stuff has been used in multiple pretty big, well-known pipe bomb incidents. Um, I can think of one off the top of my head, but yeah. And so the, the, the writer of it has, uh, initially he was like all about it being open source and being everywhere and not being censored and stuff, which honestly was pretty cool. I could get on board, but now he's totally changed his tune and he's like, that was a huge mistake to put that out. So kind of interesting. But yeah, I remember when that thing was all the rage. It was like it was like underground, you know? That was like one of the first underground things I feel like I dealt with. I don't know, you guys remember the Anarchist Cookbook? I mean, I know the
0: name, but I don't know enough about it. I've never read it. I just uh you know what? That's a lie. I'm, I'm confusing two words. I don't know the anarchist cookbook.
1: Dude. So I wouldn't Google it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't Google it, but alchemist. Ah, yeah. So anarchist, obviously like, you know, somebody who does not believe in structured government and then cookbook, it's like following recipes for stuff you want to do. So put those together and you have the anarchist cookbook, which is essentially, um, if you want to be a protester or an anarchist, and you want to learn how to do things with common household materials that are going to cause pain and harm, uh, then that's what people used for a long time. And so it's like, you know, recipes for things like pipe bombs. And like you said, napalm and you know how to pick locks and just crazy stuff. It's like very, um, you know, anti power structures basically. And, um, kind of interesting but you know i was like probably 13 or something so like i was super excited about it but you know it could be very dangerous in the wrong hands that's for sure but it was just recipes on all that kind of stuff like before you had youtube and wiki how and whatever you know
0: yeah well i mean look that's part of the problem i go to a lot of protests but you get those anarchist people in there and it's a different environment like they're just out there to cause mayhem and it's like all right well we're losing our message <laughs> you guys just blowing up crap <laughs>
2: Also, I mean, I just drew that A a lot when I was like 11 and 12 without really knowing what it means. So it doesn't mean a lot to me now. If I see it somewhere, I'm like, yeah, it was probably just some punk kid that doesn't even know what it's all about. Like, would you listen to one punk rock record and <laughs> think, oh, I got an idea and grab a Sharpie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, my thought is always like, if we have total anarchy, like, just think about the supply chain. Okay, not too big of a deal. Like, what are you going to do for shoes three years from now? You know what I mean? Like, if you wear contacts, you're done for. Glasses, done for. Sunscreen, done for. Like, all that stuff is gone. And, like, those are, like, not even that necessary products. Like, you want to go see a dentist? Too bad. There aren't dentists anymore. You know what I mean? Like, just rogue, like, bands of humans trying to take over other s- sections of humans. I don't know, man. It, it would get pretty crazy. So... I'm right, definitely like, not pro-anarchy. And
0: anarchy is too uh too extreme for my taste, right? Like I I and I'm stealing this line from my brother, and I'm sure other people have said it, but like two things can be true. I can mm-hmm. have issues with this country and still know that I there's nowhere else I'd rather live than this country. Like, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like when anar- I, I thought you were gonna say anarchy is too extreme. Like I'm more for like local government overthrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like you can protest and have issues with something.
0: You know what I mean? Like you can have a girl that you love that's your girlfriend, your wife, but like I love her. I still got issues with her. Doesn't mean I don't love her.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And I, I feel like I've weirdly become more patriotic as I've gotten older in understanding how flawed and effed up this country is. I mean, we have some policies that obviously I strongly disagree with, uh, you know, from a moral geopolitical standpoint, but at the end of the day though, like the environment really does foster a lot of innovation and positivity. And it's amazing that we can keep it all together. And so I do get like a little teared up, you know, during the national anthem and stuff, because it is a crazy, crazy place to live, man, both good and bad but some of the innovations and advancements that have come out of this country are pretty incredible and we benefit from them so you know
0: yeah i mean look i i have a friend that's uh a super progressive guy and he moved to i can't remember if it was norway or one of those nordic countries and he's like Going on and on about this and that. He's never traveled in the states. He just moved over there. And I'm like, you should calm down and look at the history of some of those countries,
1: <laughs>
0: like, right? Like, right, Mister. Like, why don't you dig
1: into the history of the place you're living now and get back to me? Yeah, yeah. How do you think they got all those beautiful women? Okay, <laughs> the Vikings stole them from everyone else. But you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm mostly with you, Ted. Except I, I don't necessarily believe that this is like the greatest country on earth but i am proud to be a part of this crazy experiment that's for sure
0: yeah uh all right should we check in with what's battening?
1: hey guys. what's good what's mad? Whoa. uh before we get to what's battening. Hey, hey, hey what's good what's matt whoa check out what's
0: matt hey what's good what's uh before we get to what's battening. Hey, what's good?
2: What's mad? Check out what's what's mad. Sure. Uh, First of all, yeah. Last time I got real patriotic, I was excited. I was just like, man, here's this like Old Spice body wash with, you know, French writing on it. It's like this has nothing to do with France. That's just we're just trying to look fancy here at Procter & Gamble or whoever, you know, some mega corporation behind it. Just consumerism at its finest. And I loved it. I loved smelling like, you know, Fiji (laughs) that day or whatever it's called. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic marketing. And so, um, I, I posted it and was like, this just makes me feel patriotic. That was January 6th. 2021 <laughs> I was like damn not the, not that not the day I'm trying to go with the patriotic label actually <laughs> looking that's back
1: too good. that's too good yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
2: yeah so uh we talked about meltdown um we're recording this and releasing it a day late uh because last night I did some cool stuff it was Tyler's birthday and um we went up to the mountains up above Palm Springs it, it's it's mountain town vibes It's trees and shade and stuff And 40 degrees cooler And uh, they have a butt and breakfast Up there which is like a bed and breakfast So you can smoke weed at And it was awesome We got room 420 There's black lights and this like A-frame cabin you're on the upper part of And the bed was just like in the ground Um, I sent Ted some pictures Just cause It looks so dope Yeah I was just like Ted would appreciate this. I gotta send him, uh, you know. And I had service at the time, and then I lost service quickly thereafter. And then they sent the pictures a few times. I'm, I'm told. <laughs> so yeah, it's like Matt must be really stoked.
0: <laughs> God, I'm sitting at dinner, and like every two minutes, my phone, but it's the same four awesome pictures. So I look at my buddy. I go, oh, he's in and out of service. I'm just gonna. So finally, I just text him like, hey man, got him. I think your phone's tripping. He's like, Shit my bad head. I was like, I know exactly what's going
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <rad. laughs> yeah.
2: It's a cocaine and breakfast. I'm just really excited. Just send, send, send.
1: <laughs> send now.
2: I was high, dude. I barely got those off. Like, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> yeah. It's like you're hearing Spirit Man. There was a gnome on it. We saw gnomes. So there's a gnome at the entry. That's why I sent Ted the first photo because you know right. Ted, you know will forever be associated with gnomes after those booty shorts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: He's a gnome guy. I get it. Yeah.
2: Gnome up. Uh, gnome up. Uh, yeah. So so it was uh, it was a great time. Uh, it was really really fun. They they had a volcano in the room. So uh, just taking a lot of bags to the face and um, woke up, ordered a Mary waffle, which is just a weed leaf shaped waffle with some green dye in it. Uh, And it was delicious. And then we watched men in black and, uh, you
1: know, (laughs) it's
2: just 10 out of 10 experience guys.
1: (laughs) I feel like we watched men in black. (laughs) I feel like the button breakfast,
0: like, like, the first is Bud, so it's like the breakfast is going to be awesome either way. Yeah, but they could yeah. they rolled out an ego, and you would have been like, "Greatest waffle I've ever had."
2: Yeah, <laughs> they went above and beyond. There's there's all sorts of like little awesome details that you know, as like this person has been to a few festivals and just was like, "All right, we'll make we're making a building out of this, we're, we're making a business out of this." You know, once weed turns legal and yeah, it's that they got it figured out. It was awesome. So, um, yeah, thanks for understanding, um, the delay and, you know, made it worth it. I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No worries. (laughs) Right. And the pictures looked awesome, but I was just like, wait a minute. It's the same four pictures.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, all right. Well then I guess uh it's about that time. Let's get into the cop topic. Boo, ba-doo, ba-doo, boo doo, ba-doo, boo, boo. Cobb topic. Why don't you Cobb say topic. It. All, right, all right, boys. All right, we we're slipping. Okay. <laughs> I know we're all broadcasting from home, but come on. Well, usually Matt says it first, then <laughs> yeah, I call
2: yeah. it up. Come on, man. Yeah, that was my bad.
0: He's
1: stuck in the bed and brec- breakfast. or <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Still high. Um, all right. So I went to the Mariners game today and uh, you know, I was kind of Uh, my buddy who I was there with was telling me about some of these crazy player salaries. And I was just like, dude, how does that make sense? There's no way that the league can afford that. And he's like, well, you know, they have so many games that they can do so much ad revenue. And, you know, and I start looking around and there's all these ads all over the stadium and they all seem pretty forgettable. I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really do it for me. And I was thinking about like, I'm a big like, you know, PR marketing ad guy. And I was just like, dude, what are like those ads that I'll like remember forever. Like there's probably m- less than 10 that I've like seen on TV that I remember forever. So anyway, cop topic this week, what's a commercial. You'll never forget. Feel free to email us literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Uh If you're thinking of a funny one, just send it in, man. I'm sure we'll remember it. That'd be fun to talk about. But anyway, like, you know, there's a couple iconic ones that I want to drop on you guys, which is like one, like clap on, clap off the clapper. Yeah, so take that, exactly. Um, and then, like, um, I don't know, there was, like, obviously, like, the, uh, I don't want to take too many, but the one other one that I love is, like, collect call from Bob, we had a baby, eats a boy. And like, who was that, dear? It was Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> Do you guys remember that one? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I don't know, I always love that one. So, anyway, yeah. like, um, I don't know, anything for either of you guys?
0: Uh... The carpet company, Empire Today. Oh yeah.
1: 2800 like, Empire. Today.
0: Right. That one's pretty good. I'd say one that sticks in my head, even though I don't like it, is the Cars for Kids
1: commercial. Oh my God. I know.
0: <laughs> uh I would say overall though, uh also real quick, baseball makes so much corporate money off like the suites and everything. Like they you don't even need to show up to the stadium for them to make money. Uh, but I would also say the this is sports center ad campaign where there's like Oh yeah, those, those you know, are so good. That's one of the best. And then I'll stop. But also, do you guys remember office linebacker Terry Tate? Terry Tate, yeah. the office linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> you need to put in a TPS report or a cover sheet on your TPS report, Richard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, those those this is sports center ones are so good too. Like there's so yeah. many. The one I love is um when it's like Ovechkin and somebody else, and he's like, "Oh, just doing some late night filings." Oh, I yeah. thought you were like a Russian spy or something. And then he like goes up the 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 rope rope into like the the grid ceiling. You know, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that whole series is so good, man. I love
0: I mean, that. Even just the stupid one where they're like waiting in line to get into the uh, campus in Bristol. And then there's, like, a whole party float behind him, and it's Drew Brees, and he's like, what are we waiting for? Like, as if because he's the quarterback of the Saints, he's always
1: on a Mardi Gras float. <laughs> Dude, I have another one. I bet you guys can finish it. I have a structured settlement, and I need cash now. <laughs> Called JG what? what? Yep. <laughs> 877-CASH-NOW. You got it, Ted. Hell Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt, Ted, the first two answers you gave both started with the letters C A R, and neither one of them was the Carl's Jr. Paris Hilton commercial. <laughs> I oh. was a little bit shocked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Even that was think my about about first sexy answer.
2: commercials.
0: Remember the one for Doritos 3D? Oh yeah, you know, Alex oh, yeah. somebody like yeah. There is a lot of sexy good Come- Sex sales voice. It good burgers. <laughs>
2: The, and then there was one, I think it was Carl's Jr. too, back in the day with Shaq, like eating a burger and getting ketchup all over his new shoes. And then I cracked my face open before a basketball game that and then I had white shoes with blood all over them. And while I was in the ER, one of the guys that worked at the hospital, his brother, which was like, you know, it, it was it just and it was some humor in a painful time. But he was like. Damn, you like Shaq in those commercials, man. I was like, that's good. Like, I'm bleeding out of my face right now, but that's hilarious. man.
1: So
2: that's why that one sticks out, too.
0: I mean, I could do this all day. Also, I'd have to look it up again, but I'm almost positive. Somebody told me once that like commercials, they honestly work a lot better on guys. Like, for some not that we always buy the products, but we just retain like the funny little things about them. And oh, right here like, we are. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, three dudes really like
1: commercials. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, you know what other series I really like actually? It's like Protect Yourself from Mayhem, like me. Oh, like, that yes. whole series has been really good too. Mayhem's good. Uh, Who's a uh, flow for progressives pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, a- you remember for like a long, for like a 10 year period, there was all of like, can you hear me now? Good. Oh, oh yeah.
0: and remember, was it Sprint or I forget what that guy started, but it was either Sprint or Verizon, like bought that dude. And it was like, he's like, I'm over here now. And I was like, <laughs> I fucking love it. You know what? Get <laughs> that guy. Get, <laughs> yeah, the, get the him. Company. Get that bag, son. Right? Get exactly. that telecom bag. Get it. You know what? It you call them PJ's. It's a private jet.
1: You win. <laughs> Dude, and you, you know that commercial worked so well and after a while like they just weren't respecting him the same way at, you know, wherever. Like and he's like, "All right, fine. Like you don't want me? Like I'm getting I got offers. Like there's only four telecom companies, but three of them are calling me." That's awesome. I feel like he was at Sprint and went to Verizon, but I don't know. I think too.
2: You guys got it backwards. Do we? Yeah, I think it was Verizon then Sprint.
1: Nice. I honestly again no idea. I love the
2: misinformation. For all the times that all three of us are wrong, we got one of us is right this time.
0: The research only says that guys retain commercials. It Doesn't say we use the products.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man, nice voice.
0: All right. Well, I think Matt. Obviously, we should title this one "Therapy Session" since apparently <laughs> we've been doing for nine years. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> what else is big going time? On? Big time, boys. Big time. Uh, our buddy Taryn Daly is doing a uh, MS benefits Saturday night at Poor Decisions. I think that's technically Ballard. Yeah, look it up. It's a cool brewery, but uh, her mom has MS been battling for years, so it's great calls. I promised her we'd give her some love, uh, so go out and check that out. Also, if you ever want to go fishing, check out check out uh, First Light uh, Fishing. It's fishing tours. I should have looked that up. That's uh, my buddy Mike that runs that. He's a good dude, and yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to pimp that one a few times. Uh, anything? <laughs> you guys got anything else going on? Cobb, I know you're still around.
1: Matt, you're down in Palm Springs. Is it yeah. fishingfirstlight.com charter boat First Light? Correct, in Destin, Florida. Nope, that's not it. Okay, uh, mm. first light fishing looks like maybe. Sorry, I'm trying to cruise through as fast as I can. In Destin, Florida, <laughs> maybe I think maybe first light fishing. Uh, Sesuit Harbor. Nope, that's Massachusetts. I saw an orca, so I thought it was us. Yeah, never so mind. Good. Let's just uh, so back good. out of this. First I'll light, <laughs> guide. first light guide service. See, Ted, that's the thing people don't realize. With us doing this for, I don't know, we haven't really decided on a number of years, but 400 episodes. We just I got your back. Gave you a little bought you a little bit of time with some Destin Florida ads. Boom, Ted comes back with the right info. Just the right, right guys at the right time. A welcome Season to vets. Yeah. Mike's a great dude. And honestly, <laughs> we're almost like- too professional, boys. You ever think that sometimes it's a little I, all the time. Oh Mike. We
2: flirt with that line.
1: <laughs> yeah. these guys are almost too good. But look up
0: First Light Guide Service. Mike's a good dude. And honestly, like, you might have a friend that has a boat to go salmon fishing or whatever. Uh, When you're with a professional like him and all you got to do is reel it in, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we'll be back next week. Uh, Then the week after that, I'll be in Montana. But we'll be back next week. I'm just very proud that I'm going to Montana to chill for a week on a lake.
1: Dude, that's awesome. What are you? Yeah, or we can talk after. That's awesome.
0: Okay. Uh, so anyhow, we'll be back next week. Everybody have a good weekend. Uh, don't forget your sunscreen. <laughs> Lord knows I've been caking it on. But uh, for MCTP, for Cobb D Ted Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers.